0: Clemson Women's Basketball, 105.5 and 97.5. We are The Roar, where every day is game day.
1: We're back here live
0: on The Roar, with the press box of Brad and John, and joining us, our two kicking off right now, coming up on 10:05 a.m. on this Hump Day edition. We're gonna run through some more Concernometer, we'll talk Clemson. And Miami hoops tonight at 7 p.m. over Little John. And John has requested a Braves report. And I shall oblige coming up here in just a little bit. We'll save that for hour three, John.
1: Just trying to, you know, keep you
0: interested. Trying to start off the season on a good foot. Uh, We already established uh, the the Pittsburgh Pirates, and they're standing already today. (laughs) But you said I called them out, and I did not. I did say they could be bought for the same price of a 12-team college ball playoff for one year, but still. I did. I did not call them out by name, as a team. Hey, say what you want. May, may we just
1: signed lefty Josh Fleming this morning, so pretty excited about that. Congratulations! I don't I know guess. who he is. I don't know anything yeah, about I don't, him, but I don't know. hey, I'm sure, big time signing. This this is what
0: we're talking about. All right, we'll we'll go with congrats. Let me tell you about Gastroenterology Associates here in the Upstate of South Carolina. Uh, they are providing you with the advanced care that every patient needs. Their endoscopy centers offer a cost-effective alternative for outpatient procedures. But they do so much. In fact, you go to their website, gastroassociates.com. You can get a list of the the various services they provide, GI problems, liver diseases, pancreatic disease, difficulty swallowing, and they do those cancer screenings uh, with the colonoscopy. So uh, go check them out, gastroassociates.com. You don't need a referral. There's locations uh, throughout the upstate. They've got five offices and three endoscopy centers. So find out more information and what they can do for you to help you uh, with any health issues you're having involving your uh, GI or just, un- just uncomfortability, just all kinds of things. They do a lot over there and it's the best care around. Great providers. Go check them out, gastroassociates.com. John, speaking of the concern meter how concerned are you about what the Big Ten and SEC are doing? And how it relates to the Big 12 and the ACC, not just what the those two conferences, major conferences, are doing, but how it relates to the others. How concerned are you for the Big 12 and the ACC that they're essentially going to be getting steamrolled with this new, whatever you want to, however you want to call it, whatever the phrase is that they're using, but the joint uh, venture by the Big Ten and the SEC to basically govern the sport. That's that, essentially that's what this is. The way I read it is they've created a council that will help expedite major issues. This advisory yeah. board is what it's being called uh, to be. And and they they told the ACC and the Big Twelve that they wanted this thing to be as small as possible, according to a Ross Dellinger Yahoo Sports report, to quickly reach solutions for urgent matters such as the multi billion dollar house. Antitrust lawsuit, the NCAA's new governance proposal, an uh, unsettled recruiting landscape, NIL transfer policies, and then things that can just be at risk by being limited by courts. They want to, according to Sankey, the commissioner of the SEC, um, this joint board is, one, an effort to benefit everybody in the ecosystem. Do you believe that? Oh, that's bull crap. Okay. And two, not an attempt to secede from the NCAA or CFP, although such decisions remain to be seen or remain or seem to remain viable. Oh, that's bull crap. So you You don't believe that their intent is to uh benefit everybody within the ecosystem. I don't believe a word out of his mouth. <laughs> or, nor are they trying to secede away from the I, I don't believe a word out of his mouth. They are, they are
1: trying to isolate, they are trying to go. Power two, group of eight, separate everybody else, form their elite country club on the top of the hill, and look down upon the rest of the sport.
0: They already do. What do you think I know, they're trying but to? they're
1: trying to make it even more so, because that's what's always what's happening. You want to take it a step further. We got what we wanted, but now we want more. And then we got more what we wanted, but now we want more. How concerned are you for the ACC and the Big 12? Oh, it's like a, it's another 14 on a one through five. I, because I, because I don't I think everything he said there, oh this is for the entire ecosystem no, all the way that's down a to lie.
0: D3. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. Stop. Is it that the problem is that the people who call the shots in the sport have never cared about anything other than their own self interest? Yes. And you're telling me you care about D three and D two? One and of FCS? the problems with
1: the sport is that we put out these hollow quotes to try to make it look like we're the good guy and we care about everybody. They don't even care about the group of five. They don't even care about the ACC. No, they don't care about anybody but themselves, and they never have. This is all, and I'm kind of torn here because I have been preaching, I want rules, governance, and structure within the sport. But it may come at the
0: expense of my alma mater, the league in which they play in. Texter asked ask a question, John. Why isn't the high council just the commissioners of every conference? It used to be.
1: But, but then the other conferences started getting power, and that's where the Power Five, Group of
0: Five well, thing happened. And what happened—no, no, here's what happened. Other power conferences started losing power, and there's less voices at the table. The The demolition job on the Pac-12 didn't just hurt the Pac-12 in Washington State and Oregon State. It hurt the power structure of the top because that's one less person who gets power now. That whole thing dissolves, and that's the Washington State guys' biggest outcry, is that they have no seat at the table. And so you now eliminate, it, it's like a game of, it's like Game of Thrones. You eliminated an entire king, entire kingdom. It's been absorbed by somebody else who came in and took it yes. over. So there's one less king sitting at the table arguing for his people. It's a turf war. And so we're we're, we're trying to take over every
1: little thing until it's just one versus one. And at the end, either the big Ten or the SEC is going to be left standing. We're eventually going to get to a spot where it's them versus, you know, we're we're going to kill off
0: everything else. I don't know if that's their plan. That might eventually take place. Oh, that can't be the plan, but But it's inevitable in my opinion. Well, we'll see because here's the thing. I told you this the other week that this was sort of a, let's show up at the gates of the castle and, and rattle them and see what kind of pushback we get. And it appears based on this story from Ross Dellinger on Yahoo Sports that the pushback is there is none. That the Big 12 and the ACC both commented on this. In fact, Jim Phillips, who we knowingly have a lot of love for here, said, um, quote, We are in the middle of massive change in our industry. We are working together to eventually come up with a sustainable model for college athletics. We believe the CFP and NCAA men's basketball tournament needs a holistic look. He keeps saying we, and he keeps saying all of us are looking into this. Your Mark said he doesn't feel like this is any sort of hostile takeover in terms of the Big 12. He doesn't feel like the SEC and Big 10 are running the sport. He feels like they're still being included in what's going on. In fact, Phillips said, are you ready for this one? Probably not. I trust Greg Sankey and Toddy Petitti and what they've said. I'm not paranoid about this. This, this, that is a sinister movement. What else is he
1: supposed to say? Because if he says anything other than that, then they're definitely not going to keep him in the loop. What else is he supposed to say to keep any sort of a spot at that table? Because if he comes out with any sort of public outcry
0: or pushes back in any way, Yes, and and that's my point, is this is not the time to fight. They come, they show up at the castle, they got their army, they're telling you they're ready to take over power, and you decide not to engage in combat. This is not the time. to It doesn't mean they won't do it down the road. It doesn't mean they won't file lawsuits or do whatever down the road. But as of right now, they're not going to fight it. And you know why? Because they have to be a part of it to sustain. And I think the Big Ten and the SEC... Know that they need the ACC and the Big 12. One, somebody's got to catch some L's. You know, if you want to prop up your conference and be the best conference, it, it helps to beat on some other teams, right? We see this in European soccer all the time. Like you need, you need some bad teams. You know, you don't want every every team in the Premier League to be great. You don't want parity. You need some teams to be bad. You got to no, beat up on somebody. But you have to message parity. Sure, you have to handle it and manage it. But they also need them for college baseball and college basketball and other other sports because that structure still stands. Whether it still stands the same way 30 years from now, I don't know. But I don't think that um, Clemson baseball is going away. I don't think that Wake Forest basketball is going away. Those things aren't going to disappear from, from existence. They're going to be framed differently potentially down the road but you still need those leagues because the NCAA tournament in basketball makes an an enormous amount of revenue. And so you've got to fund that. It'd be stupid to just turn your back on that and be like, we're only going to focus on football and football alone. So you've got to play within the parameters of the system. You need the ACC in in, in the Big 12. Are they vital? Not really, but for as long as you're needing them, you're going to use them. In order to do that, You've got to convince them this is in their best interest. See, and, that's I, and, I, I and I think they've done that. I think That's what I hate. We're going to use them.
1: There's no benefit
0: that We're just going to use them to our benefit. But they're going to get no real say at the table. That's why this council was was conceived. Yeah. Because they are going to... John, the sport is about to be completely governed by the Big Ten and the SEC. Yes. The line has
1: been Th- drawn. That's, what I, that, that's to my point. Everyone's like, well, you know, why isn't Jim Phillips saying that? What is he
0: supposed to say? Right now, I would advise not fighting. They fought back previously. Remember when Sankey tried to run the playoff and they the ACC was able to get the Big Ten on their side? Yeah, but now they don't have the,
1: uh, you know, you're trying to pick a fight or whatever, but you know you got your buddy in the group who's, you know, the MMA fighter, so you know, yeah, you could talk a little bit because he's going to back you up. All of a sudden,
0: he didn't come out tonight. Or he's on the other side hanging out with him. Yeah, now. yeah,
1: now he's over there with that, that
0: friend group, yeah. Yeah. So now you don't have him to back you up. So you just say, Okay. Yes, well, sir. We'll just go on with what you're doing. Whatever you say, sir. But make no mistake, they are taking over the sport. The SEC. Oh, the takeover's basketball. already begun. It began, it began years ago. Frame it however you want, call it whatever you want. Say
1: you're not doing it. Pick a starting date. But I mean, honest with when the Big Ten started
0: the TV network. I mean, can you believe Jim Phillips said. That he's, that he's not paranoid that this is a sinister takeover? The fact that you mentioned the word paranoid in a statement means, boy, are you paranoid. And here's why'd the you problem. bring it up? But here's the problem. If you give them this power now, John, while this takeover is not hostile, if there ever comes a time where it needs to be hostile, you're losing. You got no chance because you're already going to give away You're never going to have a chance to begin with. But you're already giving away all your rights now. There's no battle to be had. You're going to have to go with however they govern the sport.
1: It's, it's oddly similar to how, um, really, the league's negotiations with Notre Dame would. Whatever you want. Whatever you want. Yeah. Or just Whatever you want, just just keep us included.
0: CC us on the emails. Keep us in the loop. But whatever you want to do. Dude, does the ACC have no option here? To be viable and sustainable, does it just Dude, the have p- to bow down? You- does it have to for for those kneel?
1: employed in the league office to keep their jobs? Yes, it has to. Because it's not about the the logo surviving; it's it, those people keeping their jobs,
0: and I understand that. Or you go the way of Klevicoff, yeah, in the Pac-12. I think it's highly concerning to say, the least, if you are. A member of the ACC or the Big 12 but if you want to stay active you want to be alive in this thing you want to play the NCAA tournament you want to we'll put it in quotation marks for the moment make the CFP then you'll you'll play by the rules you'll have to go with what they decide but I, I mean everything I read when, when you have to tell somebody it's not a hostile takeover it's a hostile takeover you're just not going I mean, to publicly is- make it hostile
1: it's going to be like Auburn coming out and be like, there's not a coup happening, everybody, okay? There is not a coup happening here. Meanwhile. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Kevin Seal has entered the chat. <laughs> he's at the gates ready to storm the castle. I mean, just... I, I, I guess the thing that bothers me the most when it just boils down to one thing to me, it's just the brazen lying to my face in these press releases and these statements.
0: On the other side... Let's discuss, just for a few moments, and then I'm going to move on, the ACC and the Big 12, what they have going for them, and what their model should look like, and why they should continue this route. We'll discuss that on the other side. Don't go anywhere.
2: Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Are you the decision maker in your company?
0: Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform meet ramp the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value ramps corporate cards offer you cash back real money in your pocket plus you control who spends what with each vendor and Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically
2: I'm Eddie Bennett. Bennett Equipment is your premier independent local construction equipment rental and sales source. With three locations in the upstate and one in North Georgia, our Takeuchi lineup of track loaders, excavators, and wheel loaders, and full line of attachments are ready to make your jobs easy. So don't settle for less, choose the best with Bennett and Takeuchi, proudly supplying equipment in our region for 24 years. When you need equipment in the upstate or North Georgia, buy it or rent it from Bennett. At Carter Color Company in Clemson, you can get the Benjamin Moore paint that you need to finish any project that you're working on. If it's interior paint you're looking for, we have a great selection of colors and finishes that will complement any room in your home or business. Our Element Guard exterior paint provides protection against wind-driven rain, excessive humidity, and other harsh weather conditions, and with free finishes to choose from. Your home will stand out among the rest. Come see us at 1067 Tiger Boulevard, Clemson, or the web at cartercolor.com. A leg and thigh dinner for just $5.99. A leg and thigh dinner for just $5.99. It's a deal so good it's worth repeating. Eat and repeat while it lasts. It's bow time. Harbin
1: Lumber Company has been helping build dreams since 1917, proudly serving our local communities for over 100 years for all your building material needs. With spring around the corner, now is the time to think about a new deck or deck remodel or screened porch. Have it completed
2: so you can enjoy the great outdoors. Visit harbinlumber.com or call us at 706-356-4300 and let us show how we can help with your vision. That's
0: 706-356-4300. Is your crawlspace damp or musty? Water in your crawlspace can cause wood to rot and creates an environment for mold and mildew that can make its way inside your home. Canty Foundation Specialist specializes in crawlspace repair. Call us today for your free inspection so you can have the peace of mind knowing your crawlspace is dry and your home is protected. Call today, 864-641-0176. Or visit CantyCanFixIt.com. Here at ATV Outfitters, we stock more ATV, UTV, motocross, and street bike products than anyone for hundreds of miles around. We have more than 10,000 tires and wheels on hand, and we
1: pride ourselves on great prices and getting you the accessories you need fast. Come see us in the
0: items that are readily available to get your vehicle ready for the street, trail, or mud pit. Don't buy elsewhere. We'll both lose money. Come by the store located at 2485 Rutherford Road, Greenville,
1: or shop online at ATVOutfitters.net.
2: Live and local sports talk coming to you from the UpCountry Fiber studios. This is 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Serving the five counties of the South Carolina upstate, UpCountry Fiber is a stronger connection. The Roar,
0: the only media outlet where you won't need a two-step authentication to access. It's going to be exciting. The Roar, where every day's game day. Back here live on The Roar, 1024 a.m. It's a Press Box with Brad and John. John, I got some weekend plans for you. It's Wednesday. We start thinking about the weekend, right? We're, we're allowed to do that. Is that the is that the, the law? Once you get to Wednesday, start looking ahead. I started on Monday. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Clemson is going to be playing some events, some sporting events on its campus this weekend. I think I'll be over there. I think you'll be over there at some point. Go buy your pie of Clemson. To get a good meal. Uh, I think I'll be going there myself. Kids love that place. They're already talking about it. They want to go to your pie this weekend. Already asked me for gelato. You got to get the gelato if you take the kids. Uh, It's a great place to hang out. Two different locations, one at 111 Earl Street downtown. That's very convenient to campus. But if you're coming in or you're going down 123, don't forget about the dockside development there. Um, They've got a great your pie that's got a patio outdoors. Weather's going to be really good, especially on Sunday. Saturday and Sunday shouldn't be too, too cold for you so if you want to sit outside you can do that friday uh, it'll be a little bit warmer but go buy your pie this weekend if you're going to be in town and get pizza that's made in minutes and right out of their oven and how you want it they got all kinds of menu options to choose from but plenty of ways to create your own pizza go check them out your pie of clemson this weekend hey brad
1: we have some uh breaking news in college
0: football Oh man! Okay, what what, what do we got? And, I'm just and I'm the, just exhausted from breaking news no, in college football. No, it's
1: it's not it's not huge news, but I I feel like our Georgia fans who are out and about working today would probably want to know this. Is this
0: team personnel related, or is this is. like future of the sport related? Team
1: personnel related. Okay, all right, then I'll allow it. Uh, Georgia special teams coach Scott Cochran is no longer with the program.
0: Ooh, what happened?
1: No details have been
0: provided. Ooh, that sounds juicy.
1: Uh, Dogs two four seven. Uh, confirmed that Cochran is no longer part of the Georgia coaching staff. No details regarding Cochran's exit have been disclosed at this time.
0: He's been there for quite a few years now since he came over from Alabama, right?
1: Uh, yeah. No, he's been there. Let me see if it says here since
0: 2020. Um, yes, 2020. Yeah, he
1: joined the team after uh, 13 years at Alabama,
0: and he's held the same. Title special. He was teams a strength coach,
1: and then they moved him onto the field as a special teams coordinator.
0: Wasn't that like during the season? Yeah, it
1: was. It was. I uh, believe it. It's. I can't remember. Yeah, what I know.
0: believe it was the 2021 season. They moved him onto the field, like right before the season started, or something weird like that. Maybe when the season started, but so he's no longer the special teams, no longer with the program coordinator. Wow, I wonder what happened there. Kind of, kind of weird timing, isn't it?
1: I'm not. I'm not sure. I don't want to speculate anything. I know he had some. You know, he had to step away a couple years ago. So I don't want to try to speculate anything whatsoever. Oh no, I'm not not asking asking you to speculate. Yeah, I just don't know. But I just thought Georgia fans would would want to know.
0: Interesting. We'll see. See where where this goes. Not necessarily for Cochran because I don't I don't know if it's personal stuff. I'm I'm not getting into it.
1: Now the only way this becomes like a real story is if like for some reason Pete Lambeau leaves Buffalo to go be the special teams coach at Georgia.
0: What, are you trying to speak that into existence? No, I am not. I think you are. That's
1: the last thing we need, Brad. Is Beamer ball in Athens?
0: Beamer ball in Athens. Uh, why why is Lambo getting lumped into only playing Beamer ball? Well, no, he's just an elite special teams guy. Yeah, he he did this before. Oh
1: no, I mean, yeah, wherever he goes, it's they're going to have elite special teams. So oh, I think Pete Lumbos is one of, if not the best in the business at at special teams coaching. What a weird
0: career arc for Scott Cochran, though. He started out at LSU. He was a he was a graduate assistant. Uh, worked under Nick Saban,
1: who was there was a strength coach there at the time with Saban, who ended up staying there. He was part of that guy's uh. That strength coaches coaching tree.
0: Yeah, I, I can't recall. That you. that that's I, I so many that
1: so man. many schools hired off of that guy's tree. Yeah, I just, I'm drawing a blank on his name.
0: Then he went to New Orleans and worked with the Hornets, back when they were the Hornets, as an assistant strength and conditioning coach, and was there for a couple seasons before Saban got the job at Alabama and brought Cochran to Tuscaloosa uh, with him. So, an um, interesting career, and then he ended up in Georgia and. Fell into a special teams role after he was working with the straight team. Yeah,
1: I know he was trying to get on the field for quite some time.
0: Right, I think that's one of the reasons he left Alabama. Yeah,
1: because Kirby said I can probably get you onto yeah. the field sooner than yeah. you can at Alabama.
0: Well, see, again, I'm I'm not getting into personal stuff. If it's a personal issue why he's not on staff, then that'll just have to remain a personal issue. I'm just not going to go down that road. I agree. Six five four roar. Uh, we'll see though what Georgia does in the uh, the interim there now um, till they you know figure it out. Do you think they hire they hire somebody right away or by the time spring ball starts, maybe kind of thing? I, I don't know. I don't know how important that role is. There's so many people
1: on, in polo shirts. Honestly, oh, could, I forgot
0: about that. They have a huge number of... Could you... They already have somebody on staff they can give that to. Not on field staff, just saying they have somebody on...
1: Georgia football on, on special
0: teams coach Will Muschamp. Okay, no, let's let, let's, not, what? No, let's not do that. Let's not do that. That's not, that's, that doesn't sound like it would be a thing. There's nothing
1: Will Muschamp loves more than being down no, three scores and trotting out the field goal unit. He's a great special teams coach. Oh, how often is George down three scores?
0: All right, fair point. Like, never? That was just at Florida and South Carolina. <laughs> Brandon Streeter's on staff, isn't he? He is, yeah.
1: last <laughs> He was last season. Can he coach special teams? I'm sure he had some special teams duty when he was at Clemson. Yeah, with the way Dabo delegates where everybody has a say in the special teams. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure
0: he had a say in things. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm sure. Uh, back there in the last segment, we were discussing what's going on with the uh, Clemson. I'm sorry, the Clemson. The college football uh, power structure that is right now. How does it affect the ACC and the Big 12? You and I both agree. It's On a one through five, it's above a five concern of for those two leagues, but they're getting sort of drug along in this. And I, I don't know that it's fair to the teams, but I understand why the commissioners are doing it. Your mark over the big 12, I think is trying to create a vastly different product than everybody else with the games in, in Mexico city and integrating WWE holding NFL, uh, conference combine. Like he's, he's trying to create something different, which different can be good. And he's an entertainment executive. He's not a, I've been in, you know, the boardrooms and stuff with college athletics for 35 years. He's not, that's not who he is. So, I think he's focused on his product. Is that sustainable for the Big 12? Is that a good move? Is that the right tape? Because you're not going to compete necessarily in terms of championships with the SEC and the Big Ten. It feels like they're buying up the ability to win championships, for lack of a better way of saying it. Oh, they definitely are. So is the Big 12 wise to focus on its branding and its consumer product?
1: Absolutely. If you know you're not playing at that same game, one of the things we've used on this show to reference going into seasons is Bud Elliott's uh, blue chip ratio at 247. Yes, And how you have to have so many percentage of your roster to be what I don't know if it's top 250 or four and five stars. I forget like what the technical criteria of it is. But with Texas and Oklahoma departing the league, they don't have a team that's remotely close to it. That that can build itself up to be playing for a national championship. But I also don't think that there's the big floor to ceiling gap in that league that there is in pretty much every other league. So I appreciate the fact that he is steering into it's different, it's competitive, it's going to be fun, that I think you will have the ability moving forward in the Big 12 that almost at any given time, you could turn on a game and you're going to be entertained. And I, so I applaud him for finding something that is a differentiator
0: for his league and steering into that. i tell you what else I like. They brought your mark in to do this, and that's what he's trying to do. Like, he's not— Yes. He didn't get his position and then go, well, I'll just be a sheep here. I'll what? just go along and just do what all the other commissioners do. No, I, you go make your decisions and figure it out, and I, and I do want to say in it, but my focus is going to be my league and my product. I respect the
1: fact that he's not in here trying to turn Texas Tech into Texas. He's
0: not trying to run the sport. He's trying to run his league. Sankey's he's trying to run the sport. Petiti's trying to run the sport. Well, Petiti's just trying... Well... Yeah, no, you're you're correct. I was
1: going to say he's trying to counter Sankey, but if you go back in history, the Big Ten's always been the aggressor.
0: But I think your mark is trying to run his league and what's best for his league. And he hopes that his product is good enough and his brand is good enough that it keeps them being an attraction and that they keep being brought along. I I think it's the best strategy for the Big 12 right now. I really do. Well, let what's the the other alternative is you try to build it up and make everybody a power. I just don't think you're going to pull that off. You
1: can't pull that off if no one else in over a hundred years of football, outside of the na- the man Bill Snyder, the schools that are pretty much listed, no one's really been sustainable powers there. Yeah, they're all tough schools to recruit to, and they're all right. You're fighting narratives that have been going on longer than the
0: lives of the recruits. Yeah, so you absorb. Important aspects of the of the Pac-12, and you bolstered your league already. You're losing Oklahoma and Texas. There's nothing you could do about that if you're your mark. That was already going to happen. So now happened before you got there, right? So now you are trying to figure out how to to exist in this landscape. I I think he's doing a good job of that. I I think he's going to make. I think some of his tactics are going to work, and and we're going to look back on this five years now and go. Big 12 stayed alive. Big 12 did a pretty good job. They were relevant. They didn't win championships necessarily in football, but they they helped themselves in other sports. You know, teams like Houston, you know, bringing them in for basketball, I think is vitally important. They're going to make it where you just can't get rid of the Big 12. You're going to need the Big 12 because basketball is still big there, and you need that, that product, that inventory for your networks and your NCAA tournament. So... He's going to carve out a niche. Let's, let's put it that way. You will have a niche where he has a place in this thing. Doesn't mean he has a ton of power, but at least he won't be left out in the cold. So what about Jim Phillips in the ACC? What, what are they doing right now? Like, What is their sustainable model? Honestly, I think right
1: now it's trying to calm the waters within its own league.
0: Well, it's, it's fighting in the court system. It's trying to figure out how to keep its league together. You know, it's it's sort of re-challenging Florida State's challenge so that maybe they can hold this thing, keep this thing afloat. Now, if he loses Florida State, which feels inevitable, I think the lines have been drawn, if he loses Clemson, he loses North Carolina, he's going to have to pivot to something else. And that something else is not Cal, Stanford, and SMU.
1: It's almost like right now because he's spending so much time trying to keep everything together that he cannot do
0: the Ormark thing and try to progress and move forward. So, right. So, so he his focus is not his product. His focus on his this can his league exist in this current climate. I don't know that it can, John. I I just don't. I think I think the Big Twelve has a path and an ability to stay relevant. If the ACC loses its brands, what does it have? Well, the problem now is everything has been been
1: picked up. Like who does the ACC go get?
0: There isn't anyone. There's nothing to, to bolster power of the no. league. So Phillips should be massaging this and trying to figure out how to keep the league together. The second he loses Florida State and Clemson, and North Carolina, it's over. It's over for him. He, he's gonna get first, he's gonna get fired
1: by the rest Do you of the think, league. Oh, definitely. Do you think there's any chance that he could be like, listen, you ESPN, you just got seven point eight billion. You can't throw us a bone here?
0: I just don't know what the reasoning would be for ESPN to do so. I don't know why they would want to invest more in a league where it's literally being torn apart in the court system. And they literally don't care about. No, they don't. Well, they care about basketball. They need the inventory. They care about
1: a couple select brands within the league, but they don't care about
0: the league. But if they could get some of those brands to a different league, do they care? They would do it in a heartbeat. What's likelier: The Big 12 disintegrates or the ACC disintegrates? man uh
1: i think the acc will
0: function in some way i do I i don't think it goes away i don't think either ever go
1: away i just don't know if there'll be anything we recognize in 20 years
0: is the acc a group of five league in 15 years i think the leftovers who don't get the call up are do you think the, the SEC and the Big Ten need the ACC enough right now to continue to string them along like they are? Yeah, but 12?
1: once they realize that 12 conference games makes more money than nine conference games and there's no use for anybody else. Maybe all so. it's going to be is the TV executives to be like, no, we don't want to pay for those anymore. We don't want to pay to watch you play Wake Forest. We want to watch you play Indiana. That makes us more money for some reason.
0: Just fucking all hinges on Forest State right now. The future of the ACC hinges, because I'm telling you, Florida State goes. You think Clemson's staying? Think North Carolina is, Miami, and I don't even think like Clemson and Miami and North Carolina really care about Florida State. They're just not going to stick around if this thing starts to fall apart. Not a whole lot of reasoning for them to do that. Six, five, four. Now you got you got to have landing spots. You have somewhere to go, and that still feels like one of the biggest holdups in in all this realignment potential realignment it hasn't happened. But forest state clearly strong a line in the sand. When we come back, we'll hit on some other concernometers. meters. We'll preview Clemson and Miami basketball and we'll talk college football. Don't go anywhere. Clemson
2: Nation, this is former national champion Ben Bullware. If you live in Anderson, Greenville, Clemson, or Malden, South Carolina, and you're looking for the best birthday suit in town, Come get tailored at www.thejunkyardfitness.com. Come by and see us at our four locations in the upstate of South Carolina. Your first week is always free. It's a new year, but one thing remains the same. Elkmont is the upstate's destination for the best in lifestyle clothing, shoes, unique gifts, outdoor gear, and so much more. Offering great footwear from on-running, vans, ufos, Working stock, and more. Incredible selection of jewelry featuring Kendra Scott and Game Day and Lifestyle clothing from the most popular brands like Patagonia, Viore, Filson, Free Fly, Columbia, Z Supply, Howler Brothers, and more. Shop South Carolina's largest selection of on running shoes and enjoy great discounts on select Game Day and Winter apparel as our winter clearance sale begins. Find the latest arrivals and fashion trends from Elkmont's Facebook and Instagram pages or shop Elkmont online at ElkmontTradingCompany.com. That's E-L-K-M-O-N-T TradingCompany.com. Elkmont is conveniently located in Powdersville off of 153 and in Clemson at 93 and Highway 123. And finally, Go
0: Tigers! Show your love this Valentine's with exquisite fashion jewelry from Diamonds Direct and save an extra 20%. Now through Valentine's, all fashion favorites at Diamonds Direct are on sale. All earrings, all bracelets, all necklaces, stackable bands, colored gemstone jewelry, and more. Lots of romantic and timeless gifts for under $500. Special financing available, too. Don't miss this. An extra 20% savings on all fashion jewelry favorites at Diamonds Direct. Shop in-store or online at DiamondsDirect.com. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion.
2: For over 36 years, Little John Portable Toilets has proudly served the upstate. From construction to special events, Little John Portable Toilets has you covered with worry-free toilet service delivered, cleaned, and sanitized. Serving the upstate and further when possible. Portable toilets, handicaps, hand wash stations, holding tanks, executive restroom trailers. And if you have a question, we have a live person to talk with. Little John, family owned and operated. 800-499-5667 and at littlejohntoilets.com.
1: I'm Will Davis with the Davis Law Group. Davis Law Group offers comprehensive family court services across the state. If it's in family court, we handle it. From emergency custody cases to dividing millions of dollars in assets, we're the team you want in your corner. We help hardworking dads secure time with their kids. We help dedicated moms and wives achieve financial stability. We have the honor of helping build non-traditional families through adoption and third-party custody cases. We believe that families come in all shapes and sizes. Contact us today at davis.law. Let us see how we can help.
0: Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? I got to change the oil in my car. Right now, get five quarts of Pennzoil Platinum Full Synthetic. With an STP extended life oil filter for only thirty six ninety
2: nine.
0: What do I do with my old oil? We can recycle your used oil for free. Get in zone. And do you have oil for my old work truck? You can find the right high mileage oil to help it go farther right here at AutoZone. Get in zone. AutoZone
2: restrictions apply. Honda, Acura, Lexus, and Toyota, also known as Halt and Anderson, first class Halt your dealership alternative since two thousand eleven wants to be your preferred service center. With factory-trained technicians, OEM parts, and top-of-the-line diagnostic equipment, we have one goal to keep you on the road. This is why we offer a three-year, 36,000-mile nationwide warranty, courtesy shuttle, and repeat rewards. Anderson, what are you waiting for? Come experience First Class Halt, your dealership alternative for Honda, Acura, Lexus, and Toyota.
0: It's hoop season here at The Roar, and we've got you covered
2: all day long. We are The Roar, where every day is game day.
0: Back here live on The Roar, 1044 AM. 6-5-4, Roar, you want to get in with us. John, concern on meter one through five, a topic we discussed yesterday. How concerned are you today that your Pittsburgh Steelers are going to pay a hefty price and obtain Justin Fields, Chicago Bears quarterback? Uh,
1: About a three. three. Surprised not higher. Coming to terms with it. Oh, are you? I so think it's going to happen. I, I think it's trending in that direction.
0: You're not anti-Fields as much as you are just anti-the anti- first round pick too much.
1: Everything else, I think, is fine and on the table. I just don't want to give up a first round pick for him. I would be excited about Justin Fields as the quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. You would be, yeah. Wow. I just don't want to cross that threshold of the asking price. <laughs> I don't what? want to weaponize the Chicago
0: Bears. You've got. See, you you made the playoffs, so you're. Bottom, you know, middle of the draft, I guess. Unless you've, have you obtained any other picks? other picks, I don't know about in the first round. You just have the one. Twentieth. Uh, Twentieth pick in the draft. Uh you think that's a that's a steep price to pay for Justin Fields?
1: Um, uh, it's not incredibly steep. It's not as crazy as like the third overall, which I've seen with New England or eight for the Falcons. But
0: what would you rather do with that? With that, um.
1: Uh, if, if Mims from Georgia is there, I'd rather get me another tackle.
0: I think so. Uh Chad the Memon wants Brian Reynolds. Can't have him. Can't do a cross sport. We can't do that. Yeah, Brian Reynolds, Ronald Kittle, you straight up. I think that'd be hilarious. Okay, um, I'm. I, I'm. I'm all surprised. I fuck like you've you've come around to this idea just from yesterday alone. You were not for it. But now you're only a three. The asking price will be the asking price will be steep. They're going to milk this thing for than they can. But the odds say we don't do odds on this show. But I did say he's minus one twenty five to end up in Pittsburgh, plus two hundred to stay with the Bears.
1: Yeah, I, like a second and a four.
0: Yeah, I'll do it. Okay, all right. I will. Um, I will yield to you on that. I I don't think it's a move I would make. But are you just I, I that just, desperate I, to get somebody in
1: there? I just think if you consider some of the other alternative names, it's a better option than Ryan Tannehill or the price tag of Kirk Cousins or any of those things.
0: <laughs> so you're, you're just the lesser of all the other evils is taking on Justin Fields. Yeah. Do you think they – who's the – uh they have a quarterback coach there? A new one. I don't know who he is. Okay, uh, is is Arthur Smith the guy to turn Justin Fields into a real valuable asset and weapon? Probably not. You're concerned that Arthur Smith working with Justin Fields would be.
1: Uh, what? Two and a half. Because I just don't.
0: It's it's an unknown. I would agree with you uh, that it's a little bit of, a, of an unknown. Um. All right, so you're you're coming to grips with this. I think I think it's going to probably end up happening. At least things are trending in that direction. Uh, and in the first time he throws three interceptions, it's going to be a bad day for you here on the hey, press box. Just like when Kenny Pickett throws three picks. Kenny Pickett. Texter says I'd rather roll with Pickett and keep the draft picks. What what's the biggest need? Like what what could you address in the draft? Like for instance, Justin Fields or what's the or. Um, you want me to pull up a mock draft?
1: I think you need, you need some more secondary help. I want to be opposed to uh, some help on the defensive line. Cam Hayward's getting, a little, getting up there in age. And I, I do think they need more offensive line help.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> oh, this is great for the conversation. ESPN has a mock draft up right now. Number 20, the Pittsburgh Steelers select in the first round of the 2024 NFL draft. Oregon quarterback Bo Nix. Your response? Why are you doing this to me? I I did. This is not my mock draft. I just first thing I pulled up. Oh, that's bullcrap. Well, I mean, Bo Nix or just said Pills? yesterday
1: he was like a fourth row pick.
0: <laughs> you are you are so. Your disdain for Bo Nix.
1: No, it's not a disdain for Bo Nix. But like, why in the world would you try to replace? Oh, Nix is not gonna fix the situation.
0: Is he just Kenny Pickett 2.0? Yeah. They're the same age. They're the same age. They probably are, actually. Uh so you're you're not on board with this idea. No, I'm not. Okay. Yeah, this is gonna be a this is gonna be a rough year for you, man. Your pirates. I don't know what the Steelers are gonna do a quarterback. Could be could be difficult. Could face some challenges this year.
1: Uh no, Kenny Pickett is 25. Bodix is
0: 23. Oh! Uh, <laughs> Dexter of Steelers fans says, no, bow, please. Chad the Mailman says, uh, first round pick doesn't sound so bad now, does it, John?
1: It would bring me a little bit of joy to watch the Bears just completely bungle the pick. Eh,
0: fair enough. I don't, I don't disagree with you on that one. Why are we trying to hit our metrics an hour early? Daylight savings
1: or something like that. I don't know. Leap year, exactly. Yeah, we're very pro
0: leap year on this show. Of course you are. Uh, how concerned are you for the image of Kyle Shanahan? Shanahan was in complete denial that he can't win the big game. He he thought that that was a stupid, lazy narrative that just should not be out there. How concerned are you about his thoughts on that and his image as a head coach?
1: I think he's... Uh, I'm not surprised he's defending himself, but I think he's wrong. Like a four. I mean, dude, this is... You have been a part of the coaching staff of three of the last eight Super Bowl losers.
0: Ah, when you put it like that, you use that word loser in there. That's what sort it of changes. Changes how you you feel about him. Almost fifty percent. Fifty percent. Three
1: of eight. He has been a part of three of the last eight losing coaching
0: staffs. How does it feel good if you're uh, Shanahan? I, I I think that he's I think he's earned the narrative, John. I, we, we always try to separate the narrative from reality, but until you win the Super Bowl. You, you, this is how you're going to get labeled. Winning NFC championships not enough anymore. Was it enough for the Bills? Four straight years in the '90s. Was it enough? I mean, look how many years Peyton Manning carried that narrative. Can't win the big one. Yeah, I just, I tend to think that that's, it's a fairly accurate narrative, and not one that I believe he can he can shake until he wins, the big game. Six five four roar. You want to get in uh, with us? Um, we need to discuss the health of college football. Do you have any any more thoughts on that before we move on from it? I just...
1: I worry we're just getting to a point where the ego and the greed will not stop. And we're going to get to a point whether it's 10, 20 years down the road where... It's just such a select group of people are playing the elite sport because I worry that, you know, we, we've we seen the phasing out of the group of five. I believe the next will be trying to phase out the majority of the ACC and the Big 12, and we'll take what we want out of there, but we'll phase the rest of that out. And then the next step will be, well, if you're in the Big 10, why do we need to give Illinois, Indiana, and Minnesota and rutgers and maryland this money when we could just keep more of it for ourselves why does vanderbilt need to keep getting a check why does mississippi state need to be here they don't play the same game we do right because that's the argument yeah you don't play the same game that we do so at some point it's not the our league plays a different game than your league it's georgia
0: plays a different game than south carolina michigan plays a different game than rutgers I am very concerned about the revenue sharing model. That that is a that is a five for sure. Like I, I just don't know what it looks like. They don't know what it looks like yet. With the expansion, the seven point eight billion dollar influx into the sport once the agreement is, you know, signed upon with ESPN. It's gotta be approved by the presidents and commissioners and all that. But
1: Oh oh yeah, you don't think they're gonna approve seven point eight billion coming their way?
0: It's gonna be hard to turn that down. Uh so I am concerned. Make them an offer they can't refuse. I I'm concerned about how that money gets divvied up. And what it oh, that, means. Oh, that's 105.
1: I you can, we they cannot put out the argument anymore that well, we just can't handle the structure of it or we can't figure out how to do it. 7.8 billion?
0: Hire somebody to figure it out at this point. And how are you going to equally distribute that? It, it's not going to be equal. You won't. You won't. That's why the big 10 and the SEC are taking over the sport and the governance of the sport. Cause,
1: yeah, we're starting with an unequal distribution model.
0: All right, what about the idea of paying players uh, through this? This $7.8 billion influx, Um has to happen, I think, if you accept this deal and it goes through. The most logical next step is to begin the process of figuring out how to pay players. Has to. Has to. No I'm,
1: tar- I'm tired of hearing about how we, ca- we can't do it.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: We can't pay all the sports and all the players. We can find ways to divvy up the $7.8 billion.
0: It's just such an astronomical number. Last thing on this, this, this very concerning to me, one through five, how concerned are you that we are going to restructure, reformat, and expand the NCAA basketball tournament?
1: I mean, three. I don't like it. I don't want them to do it. But them expanding the tournament doesn't have as many repercussions and unintended consequences that all the tinkering and messing and... Um, gutting of football that they're doing. So I guess to me, if I'm looking at the, the problems that we're having, do we don't need more teams. The fact that somebody came out yesterday, one of these league commissioners, and said, we're keeping the best teams out of the tournament. Yeah.
0: Uh, unreal that even got said.
1: Makes me want to put my head through a wall. I, I, it's absolute nonsense. We already have 68 teams in this thing. Yeah. No, we, we don't, We're not leaving the best teams out. We're just leaving out more opportunities for
0: you to make more money. The thing is, I don't know that they they see this thing the way I do. I, I don't believe that they're going to make an enormous amount of money by, ex- by expanding the tournament. They're going to make some. They'll make more. But by doing that, watering down the sport, I think people are not going to watch like they think they are. Because we are so accustomed to what, John? Routine. Routine, routine, routine. And we know... That on that first Thursday of the tournament, everybody's paying attention. And we know that everybody cares. But are you going to get that same feeling like a week earlier or throughout the week? And and and, and people are so used to a 64-team bracket. Most people don't like filling out the extra playing games. The field of 156. Here we
1: go. The tournament starts in the middle of March, and we're going to way past the NBA Finals.
0: I don't think anybody—people—who wants that? You're going to water down your product and make it where the consumers don't care about these extra games you're adding in. So do you make money off of it? But this is where, when the people who are in charge of these things,
1: greed, greed, more, 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 more. That's all they care about. And then we went for 30, Oh, we went up to 64. Look at how much money we made at 64. And then we added four more. Look at how much money we made at 68.
0: They just can't...
1: I texted her to said they, they can't just leave things no, alone. They can't. They can't no. because I mean, we talked about it last week.
0: More teams equals more money. See, I, I understand that with with college football because I to me it, it was never about the money. I know that was their reasoning, but my reasoning was expand college football. I think it makes it healthier if it's more coast to coast and there's more inclusion and teams feel like they have a path to we get had there. Five leagues for four spots. It made no sense correct so going to 12 i still think if you're Ed, we're going to be 16 anyway she's just going to, have to start but going to 12 includes more teams and gives you paths to get there why why are we spending college basketball like what, what what path are we are you giving teams and, it doesn't matter about the path about teams it just matters about how can they make more money but i don't think that's my argument they're not going to make the kind of money they think that they're going to make i i don't
1: think that they will but I believe that to be their mindset.
0: Now, if you're Clemson, you want this because they didn't get in last year. <laughs> in an expanded field, they would have. But do you want to be part of expanded field? Well, no, because the, the, then the,
1: the goalposts will be moved to, yeah, but you weren't one of the first 64 seeds, so did you even really
0: make the tournament? Think how, is, is part of this the the idea that they don't really do a good job anyway? Of managing this tournament, of figuring out who's in and who's seated where. So, let's just get everybody in. So, the more teams we put in, then nobody cares if we mess it up. I mean, it's hard. I'm not saying it's an easy thing to do. But I'm just saying, like, the system already kind of stinks as it is. Including more teams takes less pressure off of them. I don't know. I don't I don't see how this is going to help the sport. And, and the cost and everything of sending more teams all over the country, I... But hey, we also still need you to contribute to the collective. Ah, don't, don't forget that avenue. Six five four. When we come back, let's do an Atlanta Braves report with pitchers and catchers out on the field today. More to come. An hour three gets started plus college football after this. WCCP FM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville, Anderson. WAHT AM 1560, Cowpens. 97.5, Spartanburg.